0: You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And
1: welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, how it is nice to be back after a good long weekend, of course, If you were in the United States of America, you've had long weekends for quite a while now. I'd say about three months, (laughs) and maybe not the kind we all wanted, Uh, which I'm going to get into some of that. There's a lot to get to today, so I want to jump right into a lot of things. Uh, First off, i got to take a second – I have a, <laughs> I have a, uh, the guys in the studio here thought I was going somewhere else with that, but I'm not. Uh, not yet at least, but uh, I do want to take a second though. I have a very, an awesome listener out there, uh, who happens to be a cousin of mine who has having some issues and, uh, found himself in the hospital, and no, not because of COVID-19 for other reasons, but uh, he's a great listener, and he may be subjecting his nurses to On Point with Victor right now, and I want to go ahead and apologize to the hospital staff, to the nurses, to the doctors uh, that he's making them, if he's making them listen to me right now, so, but I want to wish my cousin the best of health, get well soon, Uh, we're all uh, pulling for you and and praying for you, and uh, um, you know how it goes if you need anything. You just let us know that's what family is about. Uh, but uh, but I did want to put out some good wishes and well wishes, and all you wonderful listeners out there, just just keep my cousin in your thoughts. Uh, all right. So, and again, you might want to think that keep the nurses and doctors and and the, the staff as they're going to. They're going to hear probably uh, on point with Victor today, whether they like it or not, because knowing my cousin, he's got his phone blasting right now with on point with Victor. So I thank him. Uh, all right. So I, I I want to you know, yesterday was Memorial Day. And and I kind of have a tradition on on point with Victor where I, wa- I I'll do I recite a speech that um, was was one it is one of my favorite speeches from uh, Ronald Reagan, and it really tells it's just good way to tell the meaning of Memorial Day and uh, it'll be brief and I'll get through it quick, uh, but I. You know, as everyone was out yesterday, hopefully enjoying a, a poolside or or enjoying grilling and and all those wonderful things that we do on Memorial Day weekends, I I like to 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 bring you the meaning of Memorial Day because I don't want that to escape you. Uh, I'm not saying don't go out and enjoy Memorial Day and do all the things that we've come to to love and do, but I I, I want you to never forget what Memorial Day means, uh, and and I want you if you have children. Man, put them in front of your device now and let them hear what I'm going to say, uh, because if you as a parent do not teach your child uh, what Memorial Day is, what Veterans Day is, what what all these things, why we have them, Flag Day, uh, President's Day, Columbus Day, if you don't teach your children why we have these, uh, they're not going to learn it in the government schools. They're just not going to learn it. They're going. To, they're going to be told revisionist history. Uh, my goodness, they can't even learn the real story of Thanksgiving in a government school. Uh, so, I, I just you know gather around and, and listen. I'm going to get to that here in a second. Um, but I also I wanted I, I I had somebody again over the weekend ask me, Victor, why do you support President Trump? You're Hispanic and you're and the, you know blah blah blah. You've all heard it before. Um, Look, let me sum this up like I summed it to them. And and I've got new listeners, and welcome to all of you new listeners uh, that are listening today. What I tell these people that keep asking me, how can I be a Trump supporter and why I like Trump and blah, blah. Look, it's as simple as this, folks. We have reached a time in this country where the normal politician and the career politician has got to go. And what I loved about Trump when he came uh, onto the scene in 2016 is that he was not a politician. He was the only one on the stage that was not a politician. Now, I will be – I'm always honest with you guys, and I'll be honest with you. He wasn't my first choice. I am a huge Ted Cruz fan, and so Ted Cruz was my first choice. But Donald Trump was quickly became my second third choice and actually he became my third then became my second then then he became my first because after a few debates i looked on that stage and said you know what i have been talking week after week about being sick of career politicians in the swamp that is washington and here comes trump in 2016 and it took a few debates for me to realize there's a guy on this stage that is not a politician and that's the guy that we need that is one of the biggest reasons I supported Donald Trump in 2016. And, and there's even a bigger reason why I support him for 2020. Uh, folks, there's a huge difference between what Donald Trump is and what a politician is. A politician will come onto the scene, uh, a career politician who's been around forever. Uh, let's, let's look anything from Pelosi to Lindsey Graham to McConnell to Schumer to shiftless Schiff to Romney. Now, I've named plenty of Democrats in there and plenty of establishment Republicans in there, uh, because they're all the same. Career politicians are the same. And let me tell you the difference between a career politician and President Trump. A career politician will come out and they'll tell you about all these ideas they have and they'll use emotions and they'll, they'll try and, and they'll use fear like they've been using for the past three months. But they'll do things to try and form your opinion and try and, and win you over and get your votes. And when you push back on them, especially the media, and they get just they're getting let's call it bad press or or a bad reaction from the people, then a politician will start to mend. A politician will start to mold themselves because they want to be liked so much. So they'll drop their principle, and then they'll start going with what they think the wind, the direction of the wind. Let me let me put it that way. Uh, But they'll mold themselves. They'll change their opinion. They'll change even though they know. What they were saying maybe is the right thing. Or maybe they knew it was the wrong thing, but but some of these politicians out there, they'll just start to mend and mold and they'll do whatever they think they need to do to get your vote. Well Donald Trump doesn't do that. Folks, when the media goes after Donald Trump, what does he do? He pushes back in the way that he knows how. You may not always approve of it, but he pushes back. But he doesn't change his goals. Donald Trump made a series of promises to get elected, and he got elected, and he's been knocking those promises out one by one. And no matter how ugly, how mean, how vicious the media and the Democrats and the establishment Republicans are to him, he never changes from the goals. He made a promise to the American people. He didn't make a promise to the Washington swamp. He didn't make a promise to the the Democrats and, and Republican establishments. He made a promise to the American people. Donald Trump didn't campaign every day making promises to politicians. He didn't make promises every day on how he was going to join the club and keep politics as usual. He didn't make promises on the campaign trail saying, I'm going to get to Washington and boy, I'm going to prop you guys up, you big government types and you big corporations that are in bed with all the Democrats. And the establishment Republicans, he didn't say he was going to keep your playhouse and just build onto it. No. He made a promise to the American people. He made a prom a promise to the blue-collar Americans, to the white-collar Americans, to the poverty Americans, to the any stricken Americans, any ism you want to, to put out there. He made a promise to the American people as a whole. Because Donald Trump, you're not going to get a bunch of ideology from Donald Trump. You're going to get... Americanism from Donald Trump. That's the difference between Trump and a politician. And folks, you've really got to understand it. But to understand it, you've got to be able to separate yourself and your emotions from policy. I understand it. If you've been born and bred, and believe me, I've heard it. I am Hispanic. And I have heard throughout elementary, high school, college, Throughout all of those years, I was told, you've got to be a Democrat, you got to be a Democrat, you got to be a Democrat. But folks, there is something that burns inside me that's called the light of freedom. There is something that burns inside of me that's called liberty. <laughs> there is something inside of me that is called individualism. And I don't know how it was passed to me. I, I, I give credit to my father. I'll give credit to my mother. But I'll give credit to the grace of God who that I was born in this country that is the United States of America. I give credit to my father who came from Mexico on a student visa and learned the ways of this country, got his citizenship and allowed me to, ins- to, to see two different worlds growing up. I saw Mexico, which, come on, folks, most of Mexico is a third-world country. And then I saw the United States. I got to grow up in both. And maybe that's what gave me the burning yearning for liberty, freedom, and individuality. But it's in all of us, folks. It really is. And when you can step back from the emotions, step back from the indoctrination that you've received. Folks, if there's a group of people out there telling you that you have to abide by a letter, not by policy, not by history, not by what we know we've done and what we know works. No, they're not telling you to abide by that. They're telling you to abide by a letter. They're telling you not to identify with the goodness that is the United States, not to identify with the greatness that is the United States. They're telling you to identify with a letter. And whether it be a letter D or a letter R or an L, you should not be identifying yourself to a letter of the freaking alphabet. We have a history that is the United States. We have a history that is Americanism. We have a culture that is America. That is what you should identify with. Now, I am not saying that you've all got to agree with me on every policy issue, but I am asking you to look at the different policies that are out there in history, and you'll know what direction the country needs to go in. And, folks, if you're wondering, are you a D or an R or an L, well, let me put it to you this way. Look at everything in the policy. Look at what the Ds are proposing. Look at what the Rs are proposing. Look at what the conservatives are proposing. Look what constitutionalists propose. Look what libertarians propose. And put it through the test of freedom, liberty, and individuality. If policies don't reach freedom or or don't reach the limits, or, or let me say, don't reach the test, if they don't pass the test of Are these policies going to further freedom? Are these policies going to further liberty? Are these policies going to let the individual thrive? If a policy doesn't reach those three uh, objectives, then you really need to question that policy. Because, ladies and gentlemen, freedom, liberty, and individuality is not a political theme. It's an American theme. And that's what I want you guys to separate. Separate politics from your life if you have to. That doesn't mean you can't engage in policy. And I'm not telling you not to go vote. But I'm telling you to stop making decisions because you were told you have to be a D or an R or an L. How about we be Americans? And David, you look like you've got something to say.
0: Well, I guess, did you watch any of the... uh memorial day services or I, ceremonies i saw s- i saw some of them and watch yes and what what was your thinking is uh, you know and trump had the perfect background when he went to uh, uh baltimore mm-hmm. for, for the uh setting and like- and then obviously the uh, tomb of the unknown soldier which mm-hmm. is is the most yeah i love going to it the
1: tomb but, of the unknown soldier just about brings tears to my eyes every time I watch
0: an event. So there. but what is, you know, as you were listening or whether you listened to him or not, Trump and his speech and uh, the other ceremonial type stuff, what was your thinking then? So for me, for what I saw, and again in front with the backdrop of the unknown
1: soldier or the backdrop of Baltimore, backdrop of Baltimore, which I think thought was a perfect place to be. Um, to me, it's pride. To me, it's that American pride that we have a and, – and let me put it in terms of Trump, that, that we have a president that will go uh, to a place like Baltimore where – I mean, come on! Look at Baltimore. It's, how many years has Baltimore been run by nothing but D's? You know, if you guys want to identify with the letter D, and and David, you and I talk about uh, how this city's been run for years and years and years. There's no Republican in sight down there. So the courage to go down and try and and wake people up, especially after uh, Biden the other day, mm-hmm. um, he so willingly told black folks that you're not black if you have to if you think for yourself you're not black and believe me folks he doesn't stop with the black people uh, it's Hispanics too he would he would in Biden's mind and Democrats mind if you're brown if you're Hispanic and Latino and you don't automatically vote for Biden then you're not Hispanic or you're not Latino so 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 really David I guess' in a long way of saying it is is its pride it's pride in, in that we can stand as Americans and
0: why? of the public not feel like that. I hope, I
1: hope and pray that it's not 99% of the public. Well, no, it is. Because as
0: I was watching everything, Mm -hmm. the one fact that, and it is a fact, the one fact that kept coming up to me was that only 1% of our, as you say, great people Mm -hmm. serve in the military.
1: Oh, that's a good point.
0: And uh, the whole thing yesterday was those that have raised their hand and said, I will protect and defend our Constitution against Mm -hmm. all foreign and domestic enemies. One percent out of 330 million people, one percent will raise their hand. I was sitting by myself in my living room, and I called my son, who's – in the Air, in the Air Force. Force. And thanked them. That's awesome. You know, just a dad yeah. calling his son and saying, thank you mm-hmm. for your service. Mm-hmm. And uh, I thanked Rick White, who is Colonel Rick White. And I, I sent an email to Richard Dix. Dix All of yeah. these folks have served. Mm-hmm. And they're, you know... You're a Mexican. You ain't no minority. <laughs> the minority is anybody that's are in the, the service. Armed
1: forces. You know, David. Yeah, that's a minority. You know, it's a good point. Very good point. And um, I, I would say that we uh, here in the United States, our military men and women are the best of the best. And I, I agree. I, I would prefer more people to to serve, or at least give it a, a couple of years, because of 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 that bond that you'll form with your country, and maybe that's what we need, David. I, 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 I you know, being a country of freedom, I, I can't say that we should force it like Israel does. But my gosh, <laughs> maybe we can encourage it in, in other ways.
0: Well, but, uh, I, I think uh, unfortunately, <laughs> you turn it over to the government. And in fact, I haven't even seen one in a good while. But you turn it over to the government to uh, take care of and. Uh, They all we hear about is the terrible VA. Well, Mm -hmm. you know, or the hospitals and so forth. But I haven't even seen an ad for the Marines or Army or Navy or anything else in a long time. You know, we used to. uh, You know, and I've talked to my nephew about it. Who, oh, but (laughs) the military today is fantastic and uh, outstanding. It's the greatest place a kid can go. If he doesn't want to go to college, or after he gets out of college and hadn't made up his mind what he wants to do, or, or if the military just, is,
1: if, if it. it's if it's a teenager who happens to be lost, you know, maybe he doesn't know what direction or she doesn't know what direction, or maybe they've had a rough family life. Hey, you know what? The military can be your family, and and again, it's it's I you know. It's it's just, yeah, David, you're absolutely right. And, and you know what, David? I have a story coming up that I'm going to get to when I do my um, reciting of the speech that I want to give. About and and in this speech is 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 reference to a uh, a soldier and what he wrote and how he felt and and if that doesn't put you in chills when I read this later, um, I, then you're just not an American. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, David, I think are you you're black? Or what? Uh, right, right. I, I mean, apparently, uh, according to to Biden, uh, I, and when is that coming? So if you're black or Hispanic and you don't vote for Biden, then are you not an American either? I mean, and the way this guy, the way Biden was. And, folks, Biden didn't make a mistake. He didn't misspeak. Biden and the Democrats, when they look at the black voters and tell them, you ain't black if you don't vote for me, if you don't vote for D, that's not a mistake. They're telling you this because they inherently feel you owe it to them. They inherently feel that you must be so dependent on the Democrat Party that you cannot live on your own. If you are a black or Hispanic, that there's no way you can have the individual know-how to live on your own. You must be subservient and dependent to the Democrat Party. That is what Biden thinks. And and I, I want uh, or I hope – that that more and more Americans realize this. And I hope more black voters and Hispanic voters, the, the, you guys out there, will really look and take note of what Biden said. Because in that one statement, Biden just didn't say, you ain't black if you don't vote for me. He's saying much more than that. Uh, you just got to pay attention.
0: Uh, you know, it's like uh, I say over and over and many, many times, all the time, and Biden never served anything. He didn't clean up the latrine. And uh, as far as I'm concerned, every member of Congress, every president, and Trump never served. And uh, He did go to military school. He went to military school, <laughs> yeah. and he did salute. But, yeah. um, you know, every politician, I don't think, should have a right to vote on anything regarding our services, any of them, be it it the Navy, Marines, which is the same in sorts, uh, the Army, whatever, they should – the rules of engagement – the only rule of engagement Pelosi knows is with the scalpel in the hands of the derm that's doing another facelift. Giving know. her another face roll? <laughs> yeah. Face stretch? And, uh, yeah. you know, I, I really, I get upset with, uh, you know, uh, Feinstein when she was there and, and, uh, Quoting stuff about the military, she you know she didn't know anything about it. She well, wouldn't know the left know, from the right boot. That's true. I, you know, look, there there are a lot of people that feel the way you do, David,
1: and a lot of veterans who feel that way. Now, you know, we have this awesome document of the that's is the United States Constitution that affords them, but but uh, I should say that affords them the right to to make these decisions. However. We as people gotta become a better voter. We as people, we as Americans have to be a better informed voter. Because I, am like you, David. I don't, uh, I don't want Pelosi or Schumer or, or Shift and these, this, this, and some establishment, look, I don't want Romney either. Um, some of these establishment guys that, uh, you're
0: opening the you door know. for me, by the way. <laughs> as a radio station, we do support Rich McCormick. Not only uh, was he a Marine, yep. a Marine pilot, and, and also doctor. is a <laughs> ER doctor. So, yeah. you know, he covers all bases, yeah, as far does. as I'm concerned. He does, he does. So uh, We, he, we, we need more Rich. like him. Absolutely. So, so Rich is a fantastic guy. And Look, look up Rich McCormick. Yes.
1: Um, I cannot remember what district it is that he's running seven. for. but Seven. That's right. Um, so look up that, uh, folks, especially if you're in the 7th District. So I think we're probably going to have to take our break here. Nope, not yet. All right. We're going we're to we're sail gonna, through we're this. We're going to power thing. through this. Well, great. Well, awesome. Well, let me I, – I, I'm going to start on this. Let me start on this. I'm probably going to have to take – at some point we'll take the break. But let me get started on this because talking about Memorial Day yesterday and, and what the meaning is, I, I, I just want you guys – if you got your kids around – Pull them in and let them hear this. Um, and if you're, if you're, turn up your device, turn up your radio. Just, just listen to me for here and indulge me. Um, one of my heroes is Ronald Reagan, and and a lot of the things I do today, and a lot of, of opinions and things that I form today, I base it on the, off the lessons I learned from studying Ronald Reagan. Uh, so listen to this. These are the words from Ronald Reagan uh, many, many years ago. This was back in the '80s. So listen to this. If we look to the answer as to why so many years we, and he's talking about the United States, folks, we have achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land, we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has been ever done before. Freedom and the dignity of the individual have been more available and assured here in the United States, I added that, than on any other place on earth. The price for this freedom at times has been high. But we have never been unwilling to pay that price. Those who say that we are in a time where there are no heroes well, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers bearing crosses or signs of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. Each one of those markers is a monument of the kind of heroes I spoke of earlier. Their lives ended in places called Delawood, the Argonne, Omaha Beach, Salerno, halfway around the world on the Guanal uh, uh, Canal, Tawara, Pork Chop Hill, the Chosen Reservoir, and hundreds hundred rice paddies in the jungles of a place called Vietnam. Under one such marker lies a young man. A soldier, Martin Treptow, who left his job in a small town barbershop in 1917 to go to France with the famed Rainbow Division. There on the Western Front, he was killed trying to carry a message between battalions under heavy artillery fire. We are told that on his body was found a diary on the flyleaf under the heading, My Pledge, He wrote these words. Now, these are the words of uh, Martin Treptow. America must win this war. Therefore, I will work. I will save. I will sacrifice. I will endure. I will fight cheerfully and do my utmost as if the whole issue of the struggle depended on me alone. That's the end quote there for Martin Treptow. That's what he wrote in his diary. Now back to Reagan. We must realize that no arsenal, no weapon in the arsenals of the world is so formidable as to the will and moral courage of free men and women. It is a weapon that our adversaries in today's world do not have. It is a weapon that we as Americans Do have Let it be understood By those who practice terrorism And prey upon their neighbors As for the enemies of freedom Those who are potential adversaries They will be reminded That peace Is the highest aspiration Of the American people We will negotiate for it We will sacrifice for it But we will not Surrender Now or Ever, We are Americans Now folks That was Ronald Reagan And, that, and in that speech He talked about Martin Treptow Who was a soldier back in Who went to war in 1917 On his own accord Because he felt so strong His bond with his individuality And his Americanism The bond that he felt for his country The United States he felt like it was on his, soldiers, his shoulders as a soldier. He put that much weight on him. Now, folks, do we have those kind of Americans today? Do we have those kind of Americans today? I ask you, as we've just gone through three months, and, and my goodness, the shutdown, two, two and a half months, continue in some states, This this economic shutdown, these states who are keeping their people locked up or trying to. Where are the Americans that yearn for freedom, liberty, and individuality? Well, I tell you what, folks, they're coming out. Even in the liberal strongholds of Illinois, the liberal stronghold of Michigan, the stronghold liberal, the, that tight grip liberal grip in Oregon, in Maine, they're coming out, folks. Wisconsin, the Americans are coming out. Americans who didn't realize That they were Americans first and not the letter D. Now they're realizing they're Americans first. They're starting to come out and push back against government tyranny. Because what we're seeing right now is government tyranny. So we need that American spirit to come back. Where is it, folks? Is it in you? Is it? Now, if you're listening to this show, it probably is. <laughs> so, But but maybe your friends or maybe you have family members who are still so attached to a letter of the alphabet, the D or the establishment R. Uh, maybe you need to remind them, what does it mean to be an America? American? What is today's America going to be tomorrow? Because, folks, you want to talk about a crossroads. We're at a crossroads now from lockdown and government tyranny to are we going to go back to freedom, liberty, and individuality? Think about that, folks. We're going to take a break. We will be right back. You're listening to On Point with Victor. This is America's Web Radio.
2: So call 770-696-9862 and speak to a knowledgeable staff member about how you or your loved one can be helped to enjoy a better and healthier life. More information is also available on the website at www.atlantahealingcenter.com.
0: My name is Kyle Hayes, a motorsports student at Alfred State College. Every year, Alfred State students compete in the Great Race, which is a cross-country time endurance rally for vintage vehicles. As you can imagine, it's pretty costly. I'm asking for your help. Your donation can make it possible for these students to live their passion and promote the vintage automobile industry. Please visit our site at give.alfredstate.edu and search Great Race to learn more and help us reach our goal. Thank you. This is America's Web Radio. Would you like to have a show? talk about your business, or express your opinion on America's Web Radio. Just email gm at com and we'll get back to you. Thank you.
1: Welcome back, folks. Okay, let me do this, because we got into that real fast earlier in the first segment. Uh, You are listening to America's Web Radio, uh, the leader in um, podcast live radio uh, station. Uh, I could say so many things about America's Web Radio, Uh, but uh, you're tuned in now to On Point with Victor. I am Victor Armendariz. So welcome all, and again, we've got some new listeners chiming. In today, and uh, welcome to you all. Uh, I know we've got some new people on uh, watching on Facebook and uh, YouTube. Is always a good place to watch. So thanks so much to all you listeners out there. Can't do it without you. Um, so I want you to think and and, and just kind of on that that speech that I just read and and talking about Martin uh, Treptow. Um, and what he did as a soldier and where his mind frame was. Uh, just kind of give it some thought yourself and analyze that speech from Ronald Reagan yourself. And, and, and then maybe ask yourself uh, or maybe tell some of your family members that speech. Read it for them uh, or go look it up on YouTube. It's there. Um, and, and maybe you've got some Democrat sycophant friends. Maybe sit down with them and say, look, I want to talk to you about America, not you want to talk about Trump or not that you want to convince them to to vote Republican or, you know, maybe engage your Democrat or liberal sycophant friends with a conversation of let's talk about America. Where do we want America to go? Where do we want America to be tomorrow? And what kind of America do we want to leave for the generations coming behind us? Look, Ronald Reagan said one time that freedom is one generation from being lost. Now, I'm paraphrasing, but, he, but his point was, if we don't take care of freedom and liberty now, If we don't teach our kids what freedom and liberty and individualism means, then we're going to lose it. It won't take a generation or two to lose it. Now, folks, I will sit here and tell you today, because we, the people, have allowed the federal government to take over education, because we've allowed government schools to get so out of hand, because we allow the federal government, we allow a bunch of bureaucrat Knuckleheads to sit in Washington and dictate to the states how they're going to educate. And then, if they don't educate the way the all powerful Washington bureaucrat knuckleheads want, then they will withhold state funding. Folks, this is ridiculous and we've got to get away from it. But I will sit here for right now and tell you that because we've allowed the federal government to grow so large and we've allowed the department of education to continue then we allow the federal government to dictate to the states how they're going to educate the kids because we've allowed this for so long look at what we look at the generation let me put it this way look at the generations that we're pumping out now look at the college kids today look at the high school kids today look at teen vogue magazine folks that Teen Vogue magazine is riddled with liberal and leftist socialist type of articles. I, I am trying to be nice. I'm trying to tone it down here a little bit, but those magazines are targeted to 11, 12, 13 year olds and, and whatever teenage years the magazine is targeted to. And it's full of socialism talk, communist type talk. It you can take articles from that magazine and compare it to uh <laughs> You can compare it to Mein Kampf. You can compare it to Karl Marx. I mean, that ought to alarm everyone. So... By, by allowing this kind of education from the federal government that's going on to, into the states and these government schools, we're pumping out heads full of mush. We're pumping out, uh, kids that, that don't think there's, that Columbus should be Columbus Day, that it should be Indigenous Day. And that's thank you to a listener down in Georgia who, uh, who pointed out how dare you say Columbus Day, you should say Indigenous People's Day. <laughs> so, uh, I'm sorry, I was a listener up in New York. Um, and, and, uh, but they have a point, and, and to, to his point, my, the great listener up in New York, uh, we are pumping out kids who think that, uh, that your, how should I put this, your wokeness or your feelings should trump liberty and that, uh, and should come before, uh, freedom. Uh, your, your feelings, And wokeness should come before individuality. I mean, it's pretty messed up, folks. But if we were able – the damage that's been done over the last 10, 20 years, I mean, folks, if we continue on this road, we're going to lose America and for what America was founded on. And if we lose – you know, I'm on a Ronald Reagan kick today. Ronald Reagan also astutely pointed out if we lose freedom in the United States of America – where you gonna go? If you lose freedom and liberty here in the United States, if the United States gives in to socialism and gives into Marxism and gives into uh, liberalism, and, and when I talk of liberalism I'm talking in terms of today's socialist democrats. If the United States gives into that, then freedom is lost. Liberty is lost. Where are you going to go? there's no country on earth with the principles of the United States. There's no country on earth that puts people first. There's no country on earth where your freedoms and your liberty and your individuality is yours because of the grace of God, not because of the grace of government. This is the only country. Now, folks, we can't lose that. Now, I have been against these shutdowns in this country for a reason and the biggest reason i think is coming to bear now because i think we're starting to see and 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 there are well let me put it this way i said three months ago or or two and a half or whatever months ago when these shutdowns started i said you know what um these are probably going we're probably going to find out that it wasn't necessary down the road we're going to find this out and folks we are finding that out but what I said was not only are we going to find out that lockdowns weren't necessary but there may be one good thing that comes from these lockdowns that the Democrats didn't count on and that's going to be Democrats finding their inner Americanism because what somebody was a liberal yesterday or or was a Democrat sycophant yesterday in Michigan or Illinois or Maine or Oregon um, they may not be so much a sycophant today because the lockdowns are affecting their way of life. And the thing about socialism and the way Democrats are trying to push socialism in this country is they want to keep you comfortable just enough that you don't push back. So if you can go sit in your Starbucks or you can go stroll through your park or you can go get your uh, uh, vegan food, as long as you can do that and go drive a couple of hours a week when you want to or go hop on your moped when you want to, As long as they can keep you happy enough, then you won't notice that boiling pot of water that around you, that boiling pot of socialism that's getting hotter and hotter and hotter. But it's such a gradual pace that you won't figure it out until it's too late. Well, that's what the Democrats and the establishment Republicans have been doing for years. But what happened with these lockdowns is you took what's been happening slowly over 10, 20 years, and it happened in two months. A total lockdown. You, you peasant citizen, you, you will stay in your house. You will not go drive around because you are not essential. You are non-essential. We, the elitist government, are essential. We will go get our hair cut. We will go to the parks that we want to go to. We will go and pick up food from where we want to or have that food cooked for us in our million-dollar mansions. That is Washington and Virginia. But you, the peasant... You will lock down and you will like it. You will stay in your homes and you won't ask questions. And if you do ask questions, we're gonna shame you. Well, you know what, folks? I am seeing some who were some people who were Democrat sick of it yesterday who aren't so much today because they want their lives back. And they really lost what freedom was. They really didn't understand or they lost the, 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 the thought or they, they they took so much for granted freedom and liberty that now that it's been taken away for them in the snap of a finger in two months, that liberty and freedom has been taken away. Folks, there are states, there are Democrat governors who are trying to arrest gym owners because they're trying to feed their families. There are governors arresting and mayors arresting salon owners because they want to feed their family. Folks, let me ask you this. Let me put it in this terms. If you're an illegal and you come across the country, uh, the border, you come across the border illegally and you're not paying taxes and you're not, but but you're taking advantage of the welfare system. You're taking advantage of the, the Medicare system. But again, you're illegal and then you get caught and you and or, or or say a conservative person or republican person says gosh we really need to do something to slow down the illegals and then the democrats come at you and say that poor illegal family that poor family's just trying to feed their kids they had to come here illegally so they could feed their kids well you know what we have americans right now who can't feed their kids and their answer, the Democrats' answer is, oh, well, we'll just pay for it. We'll, we'll do a school program to pay for your kids' lunches or to pay for your kids' dinners or to pay for your kids' breakfast. Well, you know what? There are still some Americans today that they want to go to work and they want to be able to put food on their table so the child can grow up going, my father and my mother took care of me, not the government. All right, folks, I've got to take a break, and I'll get back on that rant as soon as we get back. You're listening to America's Web Radio on Point with Victor.
0: Hi, my name is Steve Ronaldo, host of the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio, talking to you about antique car insurance. Uh, in this hobby uh, that I've been part of for years, not all insurance companies and insurance coverage is the same. I would suggest that you call J.C. Taylor or visit jctaylor.com to find out some information about some of the best antique car insurance you can get, such as as agreed value uh, insurance for your classic car. Again, if you're when you get ready to to uh, insure your classic, classic antique, or even your street ride, call JC Taylor Insurance or visit jcTaylor.com.
2: You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.
1: Live radio, folks. Live radio. (laughs) So we are back. And again, you're listening to On Point with Victor. I am Victor Arrmanderas. So look, folks, uh, I get passionate when I talk about America. I get passionate when I talk about the greatness of this country. I don't think we talk about it enough. So I'm not angry. I'm just right. And look, we... We have reached a point today where there are Democrat sycophants and, and uh, uh, people who are just self-proclaimed socialist Democrats who will frown on you for speaking highly of the United States. They will frown on you and try and shame you for speaking uh how should I put it, for putting America in a great light or putting America on a pedestal like I do. um, They will try and shame you. and, And they'll make you, they want to belittle you for that. Well, folks, please take it from me. Stand tall when you talk about America. Stand tall when you talk about the United States. Now, I'm not asking to go argue with people. But if somebody tells you, don't wear that flag lapel or why are you flying a flag on your car or why are you flying a flag in your house or why do you align your yard with the American flag? Maybe try and have a conversation with them, but don't ever be afraid and don't be ever, ever, ever be bullied into not speaking of the greatness that is the United States of America. We are amazing people. There is no other country on earth, folks, where somebody like my father can come here and not speak the language and not only learn the language, but become a citizen of the country, become welcomed. There's no more welcoming people like the people of the United States. Now, do we want it done right? Yes. Do we want to protect our border? Yes. Because, folks, let me tell you, You cannot bring the third world here and not expect here to not become the third world. We must preserve the culture and the greatness and the kindness that is the United States. And does that mean preserving the richness? Does that mean preserving the power that is the United States? By God, yes. Because as I've said before, some country in this world is going to lead the way some country in this world is going to be the powerful first world nation. And it better be the country that has been developed because of its love of the individual. Not not its love for a class of people. Not its love for uh, the, this percent of person over this percent of person. Not because of this person's brown and that person's black or that person's yellow or that person's white. No. Because of the individual. Because in America, find me another country where you can come over to a country like this. No matter your background, you could be from the poorest of the poor. You could be from the streets of India or the streets of Pakistan. You can be from the streets of Mexico. You can be from the streets of Venezuela if you can get away from Venezuela. You can come from the streets of North Korea if you can get away from North Korea. And this country will welcome you. All we ask is that you treat our culture with respect. All we ask is that you come here and be a part of freedom and liberty. Let your individual spirit run free. And that can be done in this country. What other country can all these different people of different backgrounds, poor, rich, middle of the road, wherever you are on the economic scale or the social justice scale, you can come to this country And you can put your best foot forward. You can put your sweat equity to the ground. And you can lift yourself up. No matter where you come from. You can do it. And it can't be done in just anywhere. But it can be done in the United States of America. And folks... I get emotional and passionate because if we lose this country, we're going to lose generations and generations of people that, that will never know freedom. Um, think about it, folks. Do you want to get to a point where you're a granddad or you're a grandmother or you're a great-granddad or you're a great-grandmother? Do you want to get to a point where you're explaining to your grandkids and great-grandkids of what Freedom once was? Do you want to have to hide in a basement because you can't speak of what Freedom once was too loudly because the tyrannical governor and mayors may come down and pull you out of your house and put you into a re-education internment camp? Folks, some of you may be laughing at that, but that's the kind of road we're heading on. Just look at these lockdowns. You've got the the governor of Michigan who thinks she's so powerful that she's going to go arrest gym owners and 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 uh, she's going to go arrest people who go to church. Uh, you've got a governor in New Jersey who is arresting people who who are opening churches or or want to go to church. The that is the First Amendment, folks. And then you've got these governors who tried, who did everything they could to go after guns when the lockdowns first happened. That's the Second Amendment. So you have people now in government who willy-nilly will want take the Bill of Rights and toss them aside. Let me put it this way. We have governors, we have Democrat governors in the United States right now who tell you if you go to a gym, you're going to catch corona, so we must not allow you to do it. But if you go to Plant Parenthood and get an abortion, oh, that's okay. You're not going to catch corona there. You can go to Walmart or Publix or Kroger or any shopping uh, shopping uh, grocery store, and you won't catch corona. But if you go to that church... And try and, 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 and really take advantage of your first amendment right to, to worship and how you see fit. You'll get corona. So we must not allow it. That's tyranny, folks. If you're allowing a bureaucrat to tell you you're non-essential, that's tyranny, folks. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't care what job you do. Having a job makes you essential. Putting food on the table for your family makes you essential. I don't care if you're a waiter. I don't care if you mop floors, if you take out trash, if you pick up the trash. You are essential. We have an amazing thing in this country that's called equality. We have an amazing legal system here where you're supposed to be equal under the eyes of the law. I don't care if you're brown, white, black, yellow. Uh, I don't care if you're poor or rich. The eyes of the law see you as the same. The eyes of the law, the, the, the words of the Constitution see you as an individual, So I don't care what group the Democrats put you in, what box the Democrats put you in, what box the media tries to put you in, uh, what color group you're supposed to be in. You're still an American in this country. And that gives you the protection of the Constitution, which gives you the protection of equality equal under the law. If we lose that, folks, this is my point. We, We cannot lose that. And this is what I mean by look Look at the tyranny that's going on in these lockdown states. And look, I, I, I will also call out the Republican governors who haven't fully opened their states yet. There's no reason that a state shouldn't be fully open and operational right now. Can we protect the elderly? Yes. Look, folks, we're finding out more and more and more about the coronavirus, Wuhan flu. We're finding so much more out about it. We, we we now know, I believe it's up to 99.7% survival rate for the Wuhan virus. We know who is at most risk for this virus, and that is the elderly, elderly homes. Do you realize, ladies and gentlemen, that most of the deaths from the coronavirus have come from elderly homes? Do you realize that your degree? Democrat governor in New York sent patients with COVID Wuhan virus to elderly homes, which in turn infected the elderly homes, which in turn led to needless death. Are you ready to call out that Democrat? Because the media is not going to do it. You know, the media is too busy down in Florida trying to tell uh, Ron DeSantis that he's a terrible guy because he's not listening to the experts. The experts that can only be an expert if they're funded by the government. Or if they're funded by the media, then then they're an expert. And they're down there in Florida trying to beat up Ron DeSantos. Do you understand that the media a week ago, two weeks ago, was telling – no, probably six or eight weeks ago – was telling Ron DeSantos, the governor of Florida, that the blood of corona victims was going to be on his hands? Folks, there really is death on the of on a governor's hands, and that's Governor Cuomo. And that's the governor in New Jersey and some of these other Democrat governors who followed Cuomo's lead and sent sick patients to elderly homes. There there's definitely death on on those governors' hands. But they're down there trying to convince you that there's death that there's going to be death on Director Santos. Well folks, we're six, seven, eight weeks out now and Florida's doing just fine. Low death rate and a falling death rate. Folks, Georgia is doing just fine the death rate's falling. We're getting to a point now to where the death rate for Corona Wuhan virus is going to not be that much more than the regular flu, with the exception of those elderly populations. So, I say to all the red states, get off your A-double-S's and open your states up fully. Let your people put food on their table. And for you Democrats, tyrannical Democrat governors out there who are still trying to hold these lockdowns in place? Shame on you. And may you feel the wrath of your citizen at the ballot box. Because I think there's a wave coming, folks. I think there's a wave coming that we haven't seen in years and years and years. Look, you think, you Democrats out there, you Democrat politicians and you establishment Republican politicians out there, you think 2010 was bad? you hated the tea party wait till you see what's coming in November because I really feel like the backlash is coming and just remember you tyrannical socialist leaning Democrats you did this to yourself the pushback you're getting in your states you did it to yourself so all right folks I'm at the end of the show I know it goes by fast Stay tuned. Locked and loaded with Roger B's coming up next. Uh, tune in next week for more uh, On Point with Victor. And, folks, just let me leave you with this. You're in the greatest country ever. You, we, are Americans. See you next week. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.